Investment advisory services offered through Sound Income Strategies, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisory firm. Johnson Wealth and Income Management and Sound Income Strategies, LLC are not associated entities. Johnson Wealth and Income Management is a franchise of Retirement Income Source, LLC. Retirement Income Source, LLC and Sound Income Strategies, LLC are associated entities. a retirement plan allows millions of people to lose 30 to 50 percent of their life savings just as they near retirement. It's a society based on freedom and choice and personal responsibility. There are no guarantees. It's important that people deal with someone to make sure to provide lifetime income. Lifetime income. And now to our story. Welcome to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson and brought to you by Johnson Wealth and Income Management. Are you living the life you want? Are you prepared for retirement as you believe you should be? What are your goals for retirement and how are you going to reach them? In the next 30 minutes of today's program, let's explore the principles necessary to live the capitalized life and the retirement of your dreams. Now, here's this week's Capitalized Life and Retirement program with your host, Matthew Johnson. And welcome to this episode of the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, president and owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management, a retirement income source. Located in Clear Lake and Humboldt, Iowa, serving clients in northern Iowa and southern Minnesota. Well, how are you today? I hope you're doing well. I hope you're enjoying the weather. I hope you're enjoying some quiet time. And I sure do appreciate you being here. You know, today is a bit of a special show because I've always touted that my listeners are the very best. I love you. These are people that are engaged. They want to be educated. They want to ask questions. And if you are new to the show, I really want to welcome you to the show, but I want to welcome you to dialogue with me. I want you to feel free to go to our website, Johnson, W-I-M, as in wealthincomemanagement.com. You can also go to the radio-specific website, capitalizelife.com. And though the picture there is not very gratifying, and I'm so sorry that you have to see that old, old picture the reality is, is that you can get all of the past episodes of this radio show. There's just hours upon hours upon hours. So I don't know. Maybe you're suffering from insomnia and you need something to put you to sleep. Maybe that'll do it. If that's the ticket, go for it. But the reality is, is that I love it when I dialogue with you. And today we're going to be discussing a question that was recently posted to CapitalizeLife.com. Remember, there is no the before that website address. It's just CapitalizeLife.com. And I thought that this question was so good, I wanted to do a show on it so that I can not only answer Janet's question, but I want to hopefully help you if you're in a position just like Janet. So what is this question? What is Janet asking today? Well, Janet wrote in, she said, I'm a 61-year-old female, still working. I invest myself, plus I have an advisor working with me. In 2022, I lost a lot of money and still have not made up what I've lost. I keep gaining, but then losing. And I want to know what is safe. What does safe really mean? My advisor says I'm safe, but I'm not seeing it. Love your show, by the way. Have learned a lot. Well, thank you so much for that, Janet. I really appreciate you as a listener, and I appreciate even more your question. And remember, if you've got a question, 
you can either go to CapitalizeLife.com or you can go to JohnsonWIM.com and you can post those questions. So let's get into this. First and foremost, I think that there's a lot of us that would identify with Janet, right? The volatility that we have seen over the course of, say, the last, you know, 21 months has been really pretty, well, it's getting really long in the tooth. It's really getting old by now. And the reality is, is that we keep getting played with by the Federal Reserve. And then to add insult upon injury, you throw in, you know, the upcoming elections. And then to throw insult upon injury, now you also have an additional scrimmage that's taking place over in Israel. And, you know, all of us are extremely concerned about what the implication of that could be, what direction it could go. Is this going to be, you know, the beginning of another world war? We don't know. We hope not. We pray not. But the reality is, is that we don't know, right? And that uncertainty is scary enough, and that's causing quite a bit of jitteriness within the stock market. And we've got the interest rate market and the economy slowing down. So it's kind of stacking just one thing on top of another. So if you look at your portfolios today and you are like Janet and you're saying, I'm not even back to where I was, number one, realize that you're not alone. There is a tremendous number of investors today that still are not back to where they were from 2021. And so we need to get to the core of her question, which is, what does the word safe mean? And here's the part that's going to be somewhat frustrating to some of you. That word can be interpreted many different ways by many different people. The example that I've used in times past with clients is, I want you to imagine that there's three different kinds of aircraft pilots, okay? And they're all friends with one another. And we're going to say that one is a commercial airline pilot. We're going to say that another one is a stunt pilot. And then we're going to say one is an Air Force pilot, okay, that flies fighter jets. The reality is, is that out of those three individuals, they all three fly planes. And all three of them would say that their planes are very well equipped to be safe. And yet you could quantify it even further by saying that the commercial airline pilot He's much more conservative and he's much more safety conscious and taking way less risk than, say, his friend who's the stunt pilot. The stunt pilot could say, you know what? Gosh, I know how to do loop-de-loos in the sky and I've got all the equipment that I need, but I'm way more conservative than the fighter pilot. I mean, that guy's potentially got people that are flying after him, chasing him and trying to shoot him out of the sky. So you see, the word safe is just a word. It means lots of things to lots of people. And unfortunately, when it comes to your investments, when it comes to what you invest your money in, that word safe also gets interpreted by you, by your advisor, by the firm that is handling your money, by the the investment product that you're investing in, the company that's pushing that product. So what we're going to do today is we're going to outline the three categories and help you identify that within each one of these categories, there is an interpretation of the word safe. And the first category that we're going to look at is the common stock market. Now, the common stock market is obviously a very diverse market. We know that we've got various different sizes of stock. We've got small cap, mid cap, large cap. We've got foreign, we've got domestic. 
We've got startups. We've got companies that have been around for a hundred years. We've got stocks that pay dividends, stocks that don't pay dividends. We've got mutual fund products. We've got index products. We've got ETF products. The world seems to be an endless supply of common stock investments if we want it. But the reality is, is that when a person is getting closer and closer to retirement, I believe that it's very worth learning and remembering, if you already know this, just remembering that investments in common stock are mainly designed for one reason, and that is accumulation. That's growth. That is appreciation. In other words, you're owning common stock for the explicit purpose of gaining value as the stock appreciates over the course of time. Now, we can subcategorize stock in many respects into two categories, risky and less risky. I know that sounds awfully simple, but one of the things that you know if you're an avid listener to this show is that I believe in owning common stock that pays dividends. And so can you get mutual funds that pay dividends? Yes, you can. Can you get mutual funds that don't pay dividends? Yes, you can. You can own index funds that pay dividends. You can get ETFs that pay you dividends. But what we want to understand is that as we get older, as we get closer to retirement, we're about to make that transition from the accumulation stage of our life to the distribution stage of our life. We need to be thinking about income. And the reason that it's so important to be thinking about income is because you know when the paycheck stops, you're going to need to replace a part or maybe even all of that wage, all or part of that income that was coming into you. And how are you going to do it? Now, think about this. If you own stocks or you own stock mutual funds, And they're not paying you what they should be paying you in dividends. In other words, if you're not making at least four to four and a half percent in dividends, I don't believe that, you know, this is a worthwhile stock to be owning for income. It could totally be a growth based stock that you own and you want to own it just for the appreciation component of it. But if your primary purpose, your objective, your focus is income, and you're owning a mutual fund that's paying you one and a quarter, let's say, you're owning an index fund that's maybe paying you one and a half, you need to consider that that's more of a growth-based tool than it is an income-producing tool. And those tools that pay less dividend or no dividend are going to be more risky, potentially, than those stocks that are going to have much bigger dividends. Now, when we think about individual stocks, and granted, this is the way that I teach my clients to own stocks, have a good diverse grouping of stocks, but looking for stocks that are going to be able to pay you that three and a half, four, maybe four and a half percent or more in dividend is awfully important. Not from the standpoint that they can't cut the dividend because they can. Dividends are not guaranteed from common stock companies. Remember that. But if you own big dividend-paying companies, chances are those companies are going to be older. They're going to be more mature. They're going to be safer. And what do I mean by safer? Well, let's just think of it this way. 
And this is not a suggestion to you. This is not advice personally to you as a listener. But I want you to think about a company, say, like Pfizer. Pfizer is paying a good dividend. We think of companies like IBM. They pay a good dividend. We think of companies like Johnson & Johnson. They pay a good dividend. These companies could be considered safer because they're older. These companies could be considered safer because they've gone through multiple recessions and recoveries, and they're still here. These are companies that generally have greater amounts of cash. These are companies that we can look back and we can see a history of maybe 25 or 30 or 35 or 40 or maybe even 50 years of paying dividends to their shareholders without cutting the dividend. This doesn't mean that the stock price can't go down, but these companies would be considered safer because they are mature. They're bigger. They're more well-established. These are companies that have established a following. These companies have investors that stick with them, that own the stock, that don't sell the stock. They own it. And why do they own it? Because of the dividend. So when we think about growth-based stock, when we think about common stock in general, we want to understand that not all stock is created equal. And if you're looking for greater safety, less standard deviation, meaning less swings of price, and you know that you're getting closer to that need in your life of income, then may I suggest that you consider going safer within the category of common stock. So if you're thinking, you know, that really does make sense, or if you have questions about today's discussion, I'm going to encourage you to reach out to me. Call our office at 866-290-3837. My staff will put together some educational materials that I know will be of value to you and we'll email them to you or we'll mail them if you prefer. If you have questions, we will do our best to answer them for you. Take the first step. Reach out at 866-290-3837. Again, that's 866-290-3837. Now sit tight. We'll be right back as we've got two more categories to cover that's going to help Janet answer the question of, What does the word safe really mean? We'll be right back. This is the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson. When it comes to planning for retirement, knowing when and how to apply for your Social Security benefits can be a critical decision. The reality is that the difference between the best method and the second best method of collecting Social Security could mean an extra $100,000 or more in benefits over the course of your retirement. It's critical that baby boomers have all the information necessary to determine which filing strategy best fits their unique situation. Join us for a free workshop on everything Social Security. Tuesday, October 24th, 6 p.m. at North Iowa Area Community College in Mason City. Reserve your seat now at 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. At this workshop, you'll learn how much you can expect to receive in benefits, when should you apply for Social Security, and how to maximize your benefits. Will Social Security be enough to live on in retirement? I think we all know the answer to that. Call now to reserve your seat. 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. Have you missed any of today's program? No problem. You can hear all of our shows online anytime, 24-7 at johnsonwim.com. That's johnsonwim.com. 
Welcome back to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson. And welcome back to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, president and owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management, a retirement income source located in Clear Lake and Humboldt, Iowa, serving clients in northern Iowa and southern Minnesota. If you're just joining us, welcome to the program. Today, we're talking about a question that was posed to our website, CapitalizedLife.com. If you've never been there, I encourage you to go. There's all of previous episodes that you can listen to. You can also post questions on JohnsonWIM.com. You can go to that website. There's a lot more there like YouTube videos, the radio shows, as well as a lot of educational articles to help you become more savvy on what you need to do to have a successful retirement. But today we're addressing a question from Janet. I'm just going to reread the question for those of you that may be new to the second half of the program. Janet writes, I'm 61. I'm still working. I invest myself, plus have an advisor working with me. And in 2022, I lost a lot of money and still have not made up what I've lost. I keep gaining, but then losing and want to know what is safe. What does safe really mean? My advisor says I'm safe, but I'm not seeing it. I love your show, by the way, have learned a lot. So do you identify with any part of that? Janet is a bit of a do-it-yourselfer. She's maybe doing some of her own investing. She's got the advisor because you know what they say, two heads are better than one, right? So in many respects, she's trying to diversify in that way. Maybe he's got a bit of a skill set that she doesn't have. So I really encourage you to think about that because that can really be a benefit instead of just trying to do all of your own investing, have an advisor that helps to fill in the gaps that you're not as good at. I do that an awful lot with a lot of do-it-yourselfers, and it works out really, really well because they know what they have experience in, and they know what I have experience in, and together we work together well. But in this particular case, she's wanting to know, at the essence of her question, what does the word safe mean? So we covered that, you know, within the common stock world, you've got common stock, and that can be diversified into individual common stock, mutual funds, index funds, ETFs, the list goes on and on. But you could honestly say that stocks that pay dividends are safer than stocks that don't. Mutual funds that pay dividends are safer than those that don't. But the reality is, is that if we really want to be, I believe, as safe as we can be within the sector of common stock investing, We want to be looking for older, more mature companies, companies that are going to pay us bigger dividends, north of 4% if we can get it. Because this way, when we get to retirement and we start that distribution stage of our life, we have income without the need, without being required to sell shares of what we own. Doesn't it kind of defeat the purpose to own stock if we're constantly having to sell it? I believe that it does. So we covered common stock. Now let's cover two other categories. And this is going to be hopefully very helpful to Janet and hopefully helpful to you as well. What's the second category? The second category is we're going to call fixed contractual. Fixed contractual. Now, what do we mean by that? Well, this is going down a rung on the ladder. This is now getting even safer. Because you see, when we think about stock in any form, stock is not contractual. In other words, you can buy stock and it can go up, you know, 50%. It can lose 50%. That stock could stay down at zero if the company is really suffering and you could lose it all. 
However, if we think about, say, the everyday transactions that we deal with, isn't it true that having a contract is always safer than not? In other words, if you lent me $1,000 and there was no contract, well, you don't know that there's any guarantee that I'm going to come back and I'm going to pay you back your money. I'm going to pay you interest on the use of your money. There's nothing, nothing in writing. However, if there was a contract and both of us signed it and both of us knew exactly what was in the contract and it was witnessed and there was, you know, a notary on it. Now we can say that that's presumably a lot safer. And when we think about contractual investments, and these are things that I teach on every single day, when you think of things like individual bonds, when you think about things like preferred stocks, these are things that are contractual, things that they still have a varied degree of risk. There is the possibility you can own a bond of a company that goes out of business, but there's also a strong likelihood you're going to get your money back because it is a bond. When you own a preferred, you could own a preferred, which is a contract. It's a fixed income contract. It pays you a fixed rate of dividend income. And you know that even if the value of that preferred goes down, just like if the value of a bond goes down, you're going to continue to get paid the same amount of dividend income, the same amount of interest income from a bond that you know the contract pays. And the question becomes, well, Matthew, what if the value of the bond goes down? What if the value of the preferred goes down? It does not matter because the interest rate or the dividend rate isn't based upon the current price. You see, I could have a bond that's lost 10% or 15% or even 20%, and I'm still going to be making the same income today while that bond is down in value than I made when I first bought it. It's still going to be paying me the same dollars and cents every single year, assuming that the company hasn't gone default. And even if it's down, but let's say the bond matures, or let's say that the preferred gets called away, because it is contractual in nature, all of a sudden, now I am made whole. That means that I get back par value on the bond. I get par value back on the preferred. You see, these are contractual instruments and being contractual instruments that gives you a bit of greater safety. It doesn't mean that things bad can't happen, but it means that you're going to have less of a risk on your money. So if you're thinking, yeah, that makes sense, or you have questions about our discussion today, I'd like you to reach out to me at 866-290-3837. If you have questions, We will answer them. So take the first step. Reach out at 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. Now, what is the third and final category? The third and final category is going to be that of the insured category. And this is very important. When we think about insuring our money, we must understand that's going to be coming from three varied different institutions. The first is going to be the bank. The second is going to be insurance companies. The third is going to be the government. And when we think about insuring our money, we need to understand the terminology that these companies use. Banks are going to call their insured instruments CDs. You know what a CD is. 
When you look at insurance companies, they're going to call their instruments annuities. And when you look at the government, they're going to call their instruments bonds. Now, let's just talk about these things very quickly. Understand that the bank is insuring your money. The insurance company is insuring your money. The government is insuring your money. And when you enter into these things, not only are these instruments safe in the sense that you know that they're going to be protected from volatility in the stock market because they're not in the stock market, but you also know that you're going to get paid a reliable interest on your money. Now, it may not be much. Today, we've got better interest rates than we've seen in probably a decade. But if you look at a government bond, you know what? It's still not paying as much as, say, CDs. You look at, say, CDs, and they may not be paying as much as, say, annuities. But these are all things that if you really, really, really want your money safe, you say, I don't care what I'm making on the money per se. I just want to know that it's safe. And I think that that's smart, by the way. These are all instruments that you can diversify. Now, when we think about things like the 10-year government bond, the 10-year treasury right now is yielding 4.6%. That's not half bad. When we think about CDs, CDs are doing pretty well right now. They're earning, say, anywhere from 4.95 to maybe a little over 5 if you can get a teaser rate. The problem is duration. So when we think about a 10-year government bond, do we really want to lock our money up for 10 years? When we think about a CD, it's paying a good rate of interest, better than the 10-year. But we also know that CDs right now are maturing on very short-term maturities. That means banks don't want to obligate themselves to paying you 4.95% for five years. They don't want to do that. And so if we're looking for safety, we want to look within those three different institutions. If we're looking for a better rate of yield and we want to be able to extend that yield, in other words, we want a better rate of interest for a longer period of time, that's where you start entering the world of annuities. And when we think about annuities, even though I know it's a dirty word within the financial services world, there's so many people today that they've got a really bad opinion about annuities. Listen, if annuities were altogether the worst thing in the world, they still wouldn't exist today. So there is merit to them. We just have to be well-educated on what kind of an annuity we are using. So I'm just going to outline one of them, okay? The first, actually we'll do two. The first is going to be a fixed interest annuity. Fixed interest annuities have no moving parts. They have no fees. They're about as plain as it gets. Or about as a vanilla as a CD, really. The difference is, is that right now, fixed interest annuities are yielding around 5.5%. Well, that's obviously better than a 10-year treasury from the government. That's better than a CD. But it's kind of in between, right? Where CDs really don't have a long maturity. And the 10-year treasury is obviously a 10-year time frame. Fixed interest annuities seem to be pretty popular right now. Because you can get them five years, six years, seven years if you want. It's kind of that in-between stage. And you know what else? They'll help you with taxes because they're tax-deferred. That means that they grow and they compound without reporting the interest. Now, what's the second annuity? Real quick, this is called the indexed annuity. And indexed annuities, well, they're very diverse. We should probably have an episode on them alone. 
But indexed annuities are another safe way to protect your money from loss. But the difference is how they earn interest. They credit interest based upon tracking a major stock market index like the S&P. So if the S&P goes up, you're going to get a part of that gain. And what's the advantage there? The advantage is that you may end up being able to make better interest than what you did in, say, the fixed interest annuity, because that one is just a fixed rate of interest. So, Janet, there you go. We can categorize the word safe by saying that it's up to the interpretation of every individual. And your advisor is telling you you're safe, but that's safe based upon his interpretation. So if you really want safe, you need to start educating yourself. Am I owning individual stocks versus stock products? Do I have anything in my portfolio that's contractual in nature? That's even safer than stock products. And then finally, looking at truly insured instruments that are going to insure and back all of your principal. Hopefully, this was helpful to you as well. If you have any questions, remember, go to CapitalizeLife.com or johnsonwim.com. Feel free to post a question. You never know. You might end up on the air with your question being discussed. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Matthew Johnson. And remember, it's up to you to make today a great day. That's all the time we have for today. To schedule 15 minutes with Matthew off the air, call 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. And for more information, visit us online at johnsonwim.com. That's johnsonwim.com. We will be back again next week at this same time for another Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson. Matthew Johnson.